<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, your cat has gingivitis. Yeah, our cat has gingivitis. Went to the vet, and her bottom teeth started falling out. At the vet? No, like, prior. Practically. No, no, we got to the vet, and they just all decided to say, fuck it, and yew themselves out there in gums. But no, uh, she was missing bottom teeth. We couldn't figure out why she was missing teeth. And we brought her in, and they were like, yeah, your cat has gingivitis. And I was kind of like, what? Cats can get that? It's a thing. Was it like one at a time, and then another one a week later? Or was it like um, this whole row of like denture just like came out at once? <laughs> Actually, I don't exactly remember. Like, I, I remember seeing one missing, and we figured it just kind of happened. But right. I don't remember after that. Like, did it kind of just keep going? Or we didn't know until that pointed it out. Well, we, we because see... she had missed so many of them. Yeah, we're we're bad cat parents. How many do they have? Like I mean, on the bottom row. Like probably six. That's Is it that, gotta many? Have that many. Got one hanging on, and there's like a half an inch of empty space. I don't know. Grab her mouth and check the top. I assume they're comparable. Did you find any of them, like, on no, the ground? No, because, like, when Lily was a puppy, we found one of her... Oh, wow, she actually is... <laughs> She's actually... It's not cooperating. <laughs> she has no teeth on the top. <laughs> Wait, so she has no teeth on the top and the bottom? <laughs> so just her canines. What does she eat? Food? Like, hard food? Ooh. Oh, like, mushing the gums up? <laughs> She's a gummer. It's supposed to help. Is it completely silent when she eats? I don't know, we can just kind of put her in a room and let her eat. Kind of like a fucked up she's stepchild. Not she's not just out here gumming it. Oh. I, she no, she's not. This is her canines. She just, she just has her big teeth. All her little teeth fell out. So now she's even more of a predator. I don't think that's how it works. It can make her tongue fall out, though. The cats have molars? They, yeah, they got, like, mm-hmm, in the back. She has those. So yeah. she can chew. Yeah. It's just, like, it's the front ones? Yeah. So, like, you would, like bite with yeah yeah okay so yeah like you have a hard time with a rack of ribs <laughs> yeah unless you're one of those nasty people that sticks the whole thing in your mouth and like wait that's a i've never seen that like how people eat chicken wings yeah no i, I know that the, yeah but you've never seen somebody take like break off one of the ribs and then like stick one end in and just like no suck it off i've never seen that <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on what do they do with it yeah, they, they put the whole thing in their mouth. And, and they suck it all. Yeah. No, I've never seen that. So, hold on. Wait, don't, don't you work at, like... A barbecue place, yeah. So, you, you're, you've seen that firsthand, like, pretty regularly? Yeah, like, it's not Subway, where they're <laughs> pointing at what they want, you know, and you're assembling it. Yeah, yeah. So, we have, like, a wall with an entrance, like, two entranceways for the servers, Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of like angle myself just right. But if I get lucky, I get, you know, like a trashy, you know, country dude, like at a table mm-hmm. and he's got like, like a rib in each hand and he's just like double teaming it. <laughs> so, so wait now, if he also doesn't have front teeth, is he got to just gum it off? I would assume. Well, that's probably where it started. Yeah. Just right. Like, I mean, you would think in mm. how often do you go home to New Jersey? Never. It's like been probably like eight years since. But how old were you when you came down here? 18. Okay. 17, 18. So you lived a pretty, you went to high school and shit up there. Yeah. People probably don't do that shit up there. No. 
Right. No, that's what I'm trying right. to like right. put two Is and two together. Like, <laughs> like hold on. They they take a whole, like. Don't get me wrong. Like Jersey people definitely do some weird and shady and just disgusting shit. But I don't think I've ever seen someone just whole fist a rib in their mouth and suck it off, as you say. I think it's related to the teeth thing it's because be. your southerners are gonna have less teeth on average than your northerners. I don't know, but northerners so. have some pretty bad meth mouth. Like I've seen some. Meth isn't a thing down here so much, is it? it? I mean, it's it's growing. But like, you go to Colorado, meth is the drug. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, know, weed obviously, but it's not a drug anymore. It's, yeah. So you can't even categorize it. Right. Like I know down here in the south, uh, a lot of it's like out in the open at least is like pills, like painkillers and shit like that. And yeah. then meth is the second. Again, like I'm not like going out looking for this stuff but this is just what i see but you see a lot at work uh not as much as you would think i mean like we see a lot of different stuff but like it 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 comes in waves with where i work which is at a prison it comes in waves depending on where you're working at the prison no 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 like it comes in waves like certain things become popular and then they dies out is it just because something is available at the moment? More than like likely. Someone was able to sneak it in, yeah. so everybody has it. Yeah, has. like, there's only a few constants in, like, the prison system that, you know, where I work at. One is tobacco, you know, which is... Is, is there a reason why they can't just fucking have cigarettes? It's just because all state property now is tobacco-free. Um, I re- Like, back, I want to say... Eight- oh, like how you can't smoke on like mm-hmm. the city grounds or whatever yeah. that's why mm-hmm. that's one reason why also you know a lot of people were trafficking and trading tobacco for other things so so. i always thought that that was you see that in the movies yeah i mean that's but i legit. always thought it was just that was okay no that's uh no. you're not supposed to be doing that no at you're all. not supposed to be doing that at all um like with tobacco uh now again i don't know the exact reason why but this is what i can kind of infer from it is one i assume again i didn't work in a prison at this time this was like eight or nine years ago that they stopped this possibly even 10 um you know i would assume a lot of trafficking and trading was going on state land were like hey or state property was like hey no more smoking on state property all that kind of stuff and i'm sure it was a lot of little things that led up to it and i'm sure just you know like i said the trafficking and trading of tobacco for other things i'm sure led into that as well so how many I don't know. It doesn't have to be an exact number. Like mm-hmm. How many inmates are there at, at, on average work, at a given time? Yeah. Where I work, it's uh, numbers kind of fluctuate between eight hundred to a thousand. In the entire. Just this, my just my prison. Yeah. Yeah, just and, your prison, not yeah. your block or your area, but no. the prison itself. Yeah, the prison itself goes well. Hold on, it's about like I say. Excuse me. The lowest will be about like seven hundred. Is what I've seen. Like seven fifty ish. Like seven hundred, seven fifty is the lowest, all the way up to a thousand. But that's like they're trying to thin the the numbers down with that because a thousand is just way too much of where I'm at, and I've only seen that like a handful of times. What do you, I mean? How many? There must be a certain number of cells and a certain number of beds. Mm-hmm. So this is how many. It can hold, but then they can go above that number. If we, what do they do with, where do they go? So certain areas like, all right, we got right. Do they just like outside? Like, 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, just, hey, guys, just pitch a tent. You guys would be all right outside. It would be all right. Sharing, sharing beds? So, like, for example, um, easy way I can describe it is think of a college dorm because we have dorms yeah. in prison. I couldn't imagine that. Okay, so a college okay. dorm, right? Yeah. Pretty simple. Um, so, what, in theory, a college dorm should only have really two people, correct? Yeah. So, well, in well, prison. per room. Yeah, not just room. two people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be a hell of a private school, though. I mean, you know, if you got the money to do it. But sorry, so let's say the the one room is supposed to have two people in it, and the rooms are usually pretty big in college. Yeah, you know, I don't know the exact size, but in prison, cut that room into a quarter and put three people in there. That's what you do. There's no regulations against that, or every inmate has to have this amount of square feet. Not that I know that. of. Like I said, I'm not high enough to know all that kind of stuff. But I if just there, know. if there was, they would just do it anyway, right? Yeah, because that, you're at that point where if you know you got so many incarcerated and you have to put them somewhere. I mean, what are you gonna do? You got to put them somewhere. But they try to redistrib uh, redistribute inmates, I guess, pretty evenly, and they try to keep a certain type of inmate in certain areas, and all that kind of stuff. They don't want to really, like for example, you're not gonna take a level three inmate. Send them to a level two, level three meaning like the highest security, like okay. guys that are bad, bad, bad guys, yeah, the bad, bad, bad. Like, okay. well, actually, it's level three, so it's bad, bad, bad. You know, <laughs> okay. So they're bad, bad, bad guys. Um, you're not gonna. So we were driving to go to Oracle too. There you go. There you go. So you're not gonna take a bad, bad, bad guy and put him just with a bad guy like a level one prison. You know, you're, right. you gotta, you gotta kind of it, there's a classification system you know depending on what their charge is and all that kind of stuff and that determines where they're going to go and what kind of place they can go to in the future so between the guards then mm -hmm. are you like a bitch guard if you only can look after <laughs> level one guys uh, and the level three <laughs> guards are like the badasses that talk shit to the level one guards no well see it's it's funny you mention that because like i've been to other institutions, level ones and level threes. And so rule of thumb is you can't go into another institution. Like I work at a level two, so I'm in the middle. I technically can't go inside a level three and I can't go inside a level one. I can only go inside my institution. They really don't allow other officers to go to other institutions. You can go outside and help them I got like, doing the rover so and there's stuff. there's no rotations or anything like that. No, like, they you stay there. Yeah, and the reason for that is is because you know your inmates, you know your area. You know what I'm saying? Like you know your institution. If they took me and sent me to a level three or a level one, I don't know any of these guys. I don't know how this institution is run. I would need to be trained properly at that institution. See what I'm saying? When you say institution, you mean the prison. The entire. So your prison is strictly just the level two prison. Yeah. It's not separated by like this hallway is level one. No. This hallway. Okay. The only thing that we used to have, um, but that's changed due to Corona. Um, so we used to have what was called the character dorm. And the character dorm was basically if we had inmates that could be, I guess, quote unquote, model inmates, not get any charges inside the prison for a year. Like um, the people they would bring to your school when you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there okay. you go. Yeah, there you go. If they could be quote unquote model inmates, uh, like I said, not get any charges for an entire year, um, they can go to this special dorm, which is called the character dorm. And some other prisons have this too. Um, it's called the character dorm because it's got a, uh, uh, it's a little bit 
easier. Um, they got special privileges. Um, like for example, canteen is really big in prison. That's how a lot of guys pay debts, do debts, all that kind of stuff. Um, dorm, the dorm, this character dorm would go twice a week as opposed to once a week. Um, they got, actually this one particular dorm has AC because not the whole institution doesn't have AC. Yeah, just sucks. the only certain areas have AC. Yeah, and that sucks for you too. Yep. Because mm-hmm. you're wearing four uh, layers of shit. Three, excuse me, uh, two shirts, a vest, BDUs, tactical boots, and high top black socks. And now the visor um, and the mask. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and of course, and no AC. And no AC. You wear a helmet or a hat? I wear a hat just because of the way the the visor sits. But usually, I don't wear a hat or anything. Okay. So now, like the. So when I used to work in lockup, see, I'm kind of used to it because I used to work lockup and we had to wear spit shields all the time in front of the cells for obvious reasons in lockup. You know, guys would try to spit, they'll piss and shit at you, all that kind of stuff. It, you know, Is this because you irritated them or is this because it, you're just walking past their, their cell and there's, they just hate a, you? There could be a bunch of different reasons. It, you know, pick a reason. Okay. Um, but it's common. Uh, certain institutions more than others, but yeah. Like, for example, I had one guy, um, so they get fed three times a day during the week, twice over the weekend uh, in lockup. You know what I'm saying? They, they're not, they don't get access to any of their canteen. They're, they're basically locked down because think of it like a prison inside the prison, right? right? As yeah, easy way yeah. to describe it. So one day, um, we were doing wrecking showers. So we have to take the guys out of the cells, walk them to the shower, let them get their shower, uh, let them get rec if they like it, which is an hour. Recreation time. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And for lockup, rec is only uh, a small cell outside. So you're still going from a cell to a cell. There's no basketball. No, they're, they're literally like in a narrow walkway. Outside. Outside. So in lockup, there's no windows or anything? No, no, there's there's windows. Like okay. uh, in front of the cells, there's like you see a big row of windows and all that kind of stuff. Now, cert- you know, every prison's a little bit different on how it's set up, but like ours, there are windows outside. You could see not well, like there's still bars and yeah, grids yeah. over it, but they still saw sunlight and all that. Um, So this this one guy, we, we brought him out. And so every time we bring guys out of their cells, we have to search their cells. You do it one-on-one or is it like two? No, two to one. Okay. So like two officers and it has to be an officer and some form of supervisor. So it has to be a sergeant or higher to remove the inmates because they're, you know, that's like, the worst of the worst in your prison. Right, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to do that. <clears throat> oh, it's fun. So uh, we put them in restraints, all that kind of stuff, um, through the food flap. So the food flap comes down, you put them in restraints, uh, you make them turn around back out the cell, put a um, a lead strap on, which essentially is a dog leash, Yeah. and you walk them. You walk them to their, wherever they're going, either to rec, to shower, whatever. So once they're in there, they have 10 minutes in the shower, and then, like I said, wrecks about an hour. So while they're out, the officers have to go and check their cell for any contraband, anything like that. To get an hour and 15 minutes to, to go through their shit. Yeah, but like I said, it's a little bit harder than that when you only got so many people to do so many things. Right. So, you know, you got to kind of be expeditious about it. So you have to really look, but, you know, you have to be conscious about how many people you're moving at what time. So we go in, we search this one guy's cell. So in our lockup, and I'm pretty sure in, for all the state lock, just all the state lockups in general, they're not supposed to have styrofoam trays or cups. Reason for that is um, 
the gods would actually hold the styrofoam trays and cups and defecate in them and let them sit and ferment like for a while. So it just got worse and worse yeah. and worse. Yeah. And if there was someone they really didn't like, they would open the food flap. Well, like when we would open the food and give them food, they would right. take it and throw it at the officers. That, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, they actually had another guy that ate a bunch of um, styrofoam to try and kill himself. I guess it would block you up. Exactly. Good, so he right? just tried to keep eating it, and then that's what happened. Um, so, one, like I said, one day we go in for this cell search, and we happen to find a styrofoam cup with a bunch of food in it. Just food. He was just holding it for another day, but he can't have that in his cell. We took it out, this, that, and the other. So by the time everything was all said and done, uh, it's probably like three o'clock and the trays, like the food cart usually comes around three thirty, four o'clock. He just realized around like three o'clock that his cup full of food was, was, was missing. So he calls me over. He's like, did you guys take my food? We're like, yeah, you know, you ain't supposed to have that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, just kind of explain it to him. Like, say, yeah, you know, you ain't supposed to have that. That's why we took it. It's like, man, that's messed up. It was just food, this, that, and the other, you know, whatever the case may have been. He was, he was going off you know, on me in particular because I was the one that was there. There was really no one else back there. Yeah, Understandable. And I tried to talk to him. He was like, hey, you know, we could have been assholes and wrote you up for having contraband in your cell. But we're not, like, I don't believe in writing people up for stupid stuff, even though they're in lockup. Like, to me, the guy just had food. It wasn't like he had... Right. A knife. And it's food that y'all yeah, gave him, right? Exactly. But yeah. he just, I don't know where he got the cup from. And that was the big thing because suicide and other reasons. But that's the main thing that they would put it on is the, the suicide watch. And that shit could end up being your fault. Exactly. Yeah. Since, oh, well, you checked the cell. You didn't find this. And then it would be on me. And I explained that to him. I was like, hey, you know, this is why we have to do what we do. Just don't have this in there. So we didn't write you up. We just took it out. This is where we're at. And so he was... Flipping, 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 flipping. And he wound up calming down. And one of the worst things that you'll know about, like, about working at a prison, you have to learn how to read body language pretty well. He sat down in the corner, and you could see he was just stewing over this. Yeah, getting more and more, yes. man. And, but, yeah. but he wasn't showing it, but you could just see. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, uh, I said, when the trays come, I said, I, I got to watch myself. Like, I just have a, a gut feeling something's going to happen here. So as I'm walking, you got to go one at a time to feed everyone. And you can't... So with the food flaps, you have to go one at a time and then close a flap. And then you can move to the next one because you can't leave more than one flap open. So going one by one by one. And he's kind of at the tail end of the rock, which is just the, you know, the main area. That's right. what we call it, the rock. Um, so we're going one by one. I'm going one by one by one. And I open the flap up. I kind of like was kind of hesitant a little bit, just making sure he was going to say, Hey man, I got your food for right, you. Like a fake out flap open. Yeah. Just making yeah. sure he was like, like jiggle it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He didn't move. He didn't. So I was like, okay, cool. So I popped the flap for him, gave him his tray, closed it back up and he just put it down on his desk and just kind of was staring at it, just moving his food around. I was like, Oh, maybe he's still a little pissed off and maybe he'll eat. Maybe it won't be too bad, but I'm going to watch him. So I finish up. I'm waiting for them to finish up and they'll hit their flaps when they're ready to give the trays back. So I'm going one by one by one, and I finally get back to old boy. So I'm watching him, and he still hasn't eaten a single thing off his tray. He, I think he ate maybe like a, the cake that was on it. They get like a little cake. Every day? Uh, for dinner, yeah. Yeah. And people complain about being in jail. Know, right? cake, cake every day. Cake every day, man. Or cookies for that matter. Um, so 
I could tell he didn't eat most of his food, so the first thing that went through my head is like, as soon as I open this flap, he's going to throw this whole damn tray at me, which is better than piss or shit. Yeah, for sure. So all of a sudden, I come up, and as soon as I got up, he's, I was like, what's up, man? You, ain't, you just ain't hungry? He's like, nah, not really. I was like, okay, all right, man. Just give me a second. I'll get it for you. So I go, and so the way our flaps are set up, it's got a, uh, uh, what's it called, a lock? And then a um, almost like a, a steel rod. You have to unlock it every time. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's got a lock, Holy and it's got shit. a steel bar over the flap, so it's double locked. So is it just a solid metal door? Yeah. So you can't. How do you see in? Is there it's like a windows. plexi? Yeah, there's windows, but not like a glass window. It's like yeah, it's it's like hard, thick plastic. Yeah, yeah. Is the best way okay. to describe it. Um. So when I did the one lock, I saw him get up, put the tray up, and then as soon as I did this, I, I our, the uh, the main lock, it goes ching, it's like a loud like clunk. And I drop the flap and I step to the side, and there goes the tray just whew, zinging right past me. <laughs> and he was actually more pissed that he didn't get he didn't, me. Yeah. And I was like, really? But what would he have got you with? Like some, just some, anything some, that was on the some meatloaf or something? No, like, it was actually liver day. So it's just food. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still the point of like. Would he really have felt like he got something over on you though? Yeah, because I took his food. Like it, it's a different mentality. Well, I could understand him wanting to get shit on you, but like, <laughs> how is he getting you by getting some food on you? Because I would have to wear it for the rest of the day. It's it, there's really no like rationale. Would you have been it. really embarrassed? I mean, if, if you I, had I, like a little, I would have been blushing and crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He got liver on my boots. <laughs> but no, like it's just one of those things where the way they look at it is like you took something from me and I got to give – not give something back. That sounds like he's being like, oh, please, sir, have my tray. No, it's not like that. It's no, like, I get it. Yeah, he's like, you you took this away from me and I'm going to get you payback. And that's just the way he thought. And he, it was actually a younger kid. He only was like 20 – I want to say like 20, 21, 22 tops. And he'd already made it all the way to lockup? Yeah, he already did. He, Good he job, was, man. He was a go-getter. He was a go-getter. And he actually got shipped like out of to another prison, to a bigger prison like pretty soon thereafter. So I forgot what the charge was, but he got a pretty decent charge. Is that somewhere that you go like because you did some messed up shit? Or is it just you, you're there for your whole sentence? What do you mean? Like in lockup. Well, see, back in the day, like you were able to be, well, not able to be, like you were subjected to prolonged times in lockup. So, for example, let's say uh, you wound up doing something to one of your cellmates or something like that, and let's say you wind up shanking them and killing them, right? Right. They would put you in lockup automatically after the investigation, all that kind of stuff, and they would just leave you in lockup. For like years and years and years, but after uh, I believe it was President Obama came in, they did. You can only do so um, uh, so much time in lockup, and I can't remember the exact number, but like you can't do years and years and years and in lockup. You have to come out. You have to come out because they realize doing so much time in an isolated cell by yourself like that, and it actually makes it worse. Yeah, no shit. For the person, because you're just taking that that animalistic mentality, cooping it up. And just letting it fester and feed and feed and feed. And these guys just get worse and worse and worse. But you, you wouldn't go straight from the courtroom to lockup. No. You, no, no it's no, something no. you did in prison you, yeah. that got you put there. Usually, yeah. Like, um, sometimes 
depending on what you have going on too. Like, for example, like any major, like high profile crime, when the victim you know, goes to court, gets sentenced, and then actually goes to like uh, the RNE center, which is like the reception, they get, you know, their delousing, their, their haircut, all that kind of stuff, and they check them medically. Depending on what that person did, especially with a high profile uh, crime, they can automatically send them to lock up just for safekeeping. Like, uh, for example, like Dylan Roof. As soon as he got into the uh, prison system, he went directly into protective concerns. So nobody would kill him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they can do that kind of stuff too. If you're in a level two mm-hmm. institution, yeah. you're bad, bad. Yeah. Just two beds. But if you're in a level two institution lockdown, I mean, yeah, you're not up. bad, bad, bad. You're like bad, bad, buh. <laughs> you know, you're bad, 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 bad in the hat. Buh. Okay. Because, right. I mean, honestly, sometimes you go to lock up for, I don't want to say stupid reasons, but like it sometimes you get thrown in lock up so a point can be made too. Like you'll do a couple days in lock up just to prove a point to the rest of the institution I've noticed. Like people want to go to prove that they can handle it. Is no, that what you mean? no, no, no. Like, all right. So, let's say, try to think of a way how to word this. Let's say I'm in a living area, and these guys are acting out. They're just being assholes. They're you know breaking stuff, doing all that. And let's say a supervisor comes down, and one guy in particular does something just that much extra. The like just just a little bit more and right. like the supervisors He's a like extra yeah it's like you you're gonna go to lock up and they can just be like I'm gonna put you in there for disrespect and then they yeah. lock the institute or not institution but they lock the tunnel down was where I work is there's a tunnel leading into uh lock up lock the tunnel down put them in lock up get them stripped out do all what you got to do put them in a the cell leave them there for a week then they come yeah. out. You know, just you. to kind of prove a point, like, oh, you want to mess? You want to go to lockup? This is what happens. So you got, well, let's just say you got 700 people. Okay. And then you say that the contraband, the drugs, whatever, it comes in waves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, based on basically what they can get in. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And then it gets distributed. Mm-hmm. Someone is getting enough shit to supply hundreds of people mm-hmm. in like in one like reception of a package or not, somehow? I wouldn't say one reception. It's kind of the best way I can describe it. And from what I've seen is like a bunch of little drops, if that makes sense. Like but of the same product. Yeah. But so the, like I have a hundred pounds of this. I want to get in the prison. Mm-hmm. I'll do, I figured out a way to get it in. So I'm going to do 10 pounds a week until it's all gone. It, like I said, it depends on the person and depends on, what they're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like I have all of this. I'm just going to drop it and hope it gets there. Like we've found duffel bags. Cause like where my institution is, it's in the middle of the woods. Like it's, they call it the farm for a reason. It's in the middle of the woods. And, uh, we got a lot of guys that go outside the fence, but you know, they get strip searched, they get checked in and out. They're but allowed they, to go like outside, outside. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not so much anymore because of Corona, right. but you know, there's some guys that still do for like jobs at the prison. Like inmates okay. don't, not all inmates okay. just sit inside their cell and just 
do nothing. Somebody's got to cut the grass outside the fence. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, every time anyone goes outside the fence, they got to get strip searched, checked, all that kind of stuff. So it's not just like... In and out? Yeah. It's it's like you got to get checked. But you got to check them on the way out of the fence mm-hmm. and when they come back in. Yes. You have to do both. Um, and so... You know, a lot of times, especially at night with being in the woods where we're at, you know, I'm not saying it's easy to get up to the, the fence and throw something over to a living area. But I imagine that I could probably do it if I really wanted to. Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. When I first started at this particular prison, um, one of the dorms uh, was on the... So if you look at the institution, it was on the far left corner. The farthest left of the you know the institution you can go to was over there. Um we were coming in and night shift when you know, we get briefed and all that, the night shift officer was telling us that they had this particular dorm lockdown and they were going to have our contraband team come and search the area because they believe something was dropped off in the middle of the night. They said they believe they saw a vehicle come around. They weren't hundred percent sure, but they were pretty sure. You guys actually have like a dude in like a watchtower. No, our, okay. no, ours, our prison doesn't, but uh, other ones do for sure. Um, but usually with most prisons, now that they're so understaffed, there's no one in them. Someone just happened to see. Yeah. Okay. So someone just happened to see a vehicle that they believe wasn't the Rover, which is 24 seven, always going around the institution. So somebody is patrolling yeah. the perimeter. Yeah. But there's no watchtowers. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so they believe they saw someone. And so when they came and looked, they didn't initially see anything. As the day went on, as they were searching the area, someone got close enough to the fence to, and this dude must have been strong as hell. That's all I can say. They had, I think, like four garbage bags that they threw over the fence yeah. onto the roof of the dorm, which from the- What f- the fuck? Yeah. So not just over the fence, but onto a building. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, I don't know how they did it or if they maybe had a drone and dropped it, which is a possibility too, which some institutions now have drone nets. No shit. Yeah, drone nets and drone scanners, which uh, I just went to another institution um, and they have, I want to say like, I don't, I don't remember the exact height, but it looked like 100 foot golfing nets on top of the fence. That's what I was picturing, yeah. Yeah, it's golf nets all the way around. So you can see it from like the highway. It's crazy. But um, yeah, the dude... This, like I said, my institution doesn't have that. Um, and either they took a drone and dropped it or they threw it. And if they threw it, like I said, that dude had to be strong as hell. Yeah. He got it onto the roof. And apparently, when Contraband was doing their investigation, they looked up into the bathroom and one of the vents in the bathroom, they shimmied it loose and realized they can get to the roof. Their entire they can get like their they body can, through it onto yeah, the roof to get to the roof to get the contraband and bring it back in, and that's how they were doing it. They just they shimmied it enough to where they can get in. They put a hole through the roof, but they covered it back up pretty well. No one was the wiser. No one, you know, at nighttime, no one really pays attention because the one vent was all the way to the back corner of the bathroom. What was it? What do you mean? In the bags. Uh, I don't remember exactly. I just know it was contraband, and they had to take it for evidence. They don't really tell the officers too much. Is it a different? team yeah kind of, okay mm-hmm. yeah so like that team they specifically do investigations for contraband and all that they do specific searches in specific areas they deal with certain things they deal with the gangs is that a that completely stuff. different job yeah like it's still like you're still a 
officer, but you're focusing on the contraband that's coming in to the prison. You're not doing cell block patrols and feeding people. I mean, shit. if you if you want to help, you can, but usually yeah. no. Is that a promotion? Like, is that something that you could move up to, or is it just similar, just a different? I mean, there's aspect. ranks, just like we go through, like officer, corporal, uh, sergeant, lieutenant, higher. But it's usually just kind of a, a level playing field. Okay. Like it's not like they probably get paid close to what you get paid. Yeah. It's not like the next step. No. Or no, any no, shit no, like no, that. No. It's just like, oh, I kind of want to just hunt for contraband. They let you transfer in between shit like that? Usually with that kind of team, you got to be somewhat tapped on the shoulder. Like you can definitely put in for it. Because it's easier eh, in a way? like Sort of. I mean. It's a cushier job, right? For the, Yeah, because well, it's Monday through Friday and it's not 12 hours. But at the same time, you know, if something happens at the institution where they find a package, like a big package, you're the first one on call. You've got to go. So okay. it's kind of like a, a trade-off too. I mean, like I said, every job at a prison has its trade-offs. To so, me, I mean, you seem to handle it like it doesn't even affect you. Mm-hmm. Just that you get treated like shit, like all day long. <laughs> well, when you've been treated like shit your entire life, you know? No. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, like, when I was living here before, you never once were like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like shit. Like, this guy really hurt my feelings. <laughs> and I understand, like, you get used to it. And I also understand it's not really who you are. Yeah. But it's fucking constant, right? Uh, Not as constant as, like, like you, I don't walk in to, like, a living area and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, fuck you. You, <laughs> you know, it's not like as soon as I walk through the front door, like, oh, this is my life. That's what I imagine. I mean, don't get me wrong. Certain areas, you definitely have to deal with it more than others, for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're people too. It's not like, you know, you're going to deal with shitty people. You're going to deal with decent people that made some mistakes. I guess people just want to do their time. That's just never how it's portrayed. Yeah. Right. Like in the movie or yeah, like always in the movies, they're always like, man, we're going to, we're going to get this fucking CEO. Fuck this guy. Right. You know, it's all that. But like, my thing is like, we're not friends. You don't go to work scared. No. If you were a state patrol officer, do you That'd think be, you yeah, would? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't okay. want to do any, anything <laughs> besides that. Like my thing is like, I guess like the way I grew up, I was like kind of preconditioned to be okay with that type of personality. Cause like right. I grew up with some like unsavory characters in my life. So it was like, to me, it's like, ah, it's just an extension of what I've already been doing. It's like, now there's just a fence between us or a, a big door. Um, but like the main thing is, like I said, respect is very big. If you respect them and you like, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Don't say, oh yeah, I got you. I'm going to do this for you. Like, and then not, and then not do it. Your word means a lot more to them than anything else because they can only do so much. Now, don't get me wrong. You're definitely going to have guys that try you and like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And they think they can get away with anything. You gotta, you can't just wilt to what they're doing. You gotta like check them is the best way I can describe it. Check them on it. Like, yo, you're doing this right in front of me. You're acting like an asshole. What the fuck's your problem? Even though it's a no cuss facility, but you get the point. Like you got to check them. You on can't it. swear at work. No. That, that that's <laughs> written in some rules somewhere. It's, it's like, like literally uh, when you come through the front gates of every institution, this is a no cuss facility. If you hear it, report it. 
anything else like that that's weird that you can't do that you would imagine like that's the weirdest thing but the reason why they just want us to maintain professionalism that's right you don't want to be trump tweeting yeah exactly i don't want to be going into the the you know the the cell and be like all right guys (laughs) no one knows you guys like i know you guys right like i'm your boy like we're cool like this bunch of deplorables in here yeah you can't do that you can't do that like like i said just respect is the biggest thing um consistency too like the biggest thing i could tell anyone if they ever did anything like this is like leave whatever you got going on at the house and whatever you got like going on on the outside leave it at the door because if you bring it in they key on it they see on it and that's like one of the biggest compliments i've ever gotten from an inmate like yo man you're like even across the board every day you come in you act the same way there's no difference in you don't bring your bad mood in and bitch at them or make their shit it, worse exactly because they're already in prison <laughs> like i mean right. how much worse can it get for them they're in prison so i try to remember that like another thing too is like you gotta remember like we've all made mistakes and done some fucked up shit in life they just got caught like i'm not saying like you know no, a serial he, killer no but like GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But, but yeah, it's you know there's still people, but like there's still a hierarchy. Like, you know, I, I like I don't mean to sound like a superiority complex, but like I have the badge. They're supposed to follow what I say. I give a directive. They're supposed to follow it. They're in prison for a reason. You know, they didn't go to prison for going to church on Sunday. Right. So. Wow, it just got dark. Uh, That's I like it's clever though. Yeah, like, yeah, I like yeah. it. Did you just make that up on the spot? Yes, I did. That's not like a like a meme or something. No, it just went with what you said. Well, Impressed. he's the only one. He's the only one. What? You're not armed at work. You got like a stick. I don't even have a stick. You don't even have a stick. All I have is uh, gas. Uh, see, uh. Pepper spray? Yeah. Okay. You call it gas? Yeah. Okay. Like gas. I thought you meant like a, like grenades. No. Like, oh no, shit. No. 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 <laughs> no uh, we all we have is um, uh, OC uh, oleo capsicum. Did you Just have to do that spray. shit where you get sprayed with it? Uh, n- yes and no. Um, we got not directly sprayed. So you not had a your f- masks on, right? I think. No, no, no. What we this. did was is um, it's called secondhand um. Uh, secondhand contact. So what they do is they call it the gas house. So they have this shed. So as you're going through academy, they have this shed, and what they do is they take however many, just start popping pins on all of them, on all the the OC bottles. Right. And they fill this whole, like I said, small ass shed full of spray or gas, whatever you want to call it. So what happens is you have to go in. You open the door, go in, close the door behind you, and as soon as you walk in, it hits you. It's like, oh, damn, okay. Right. Um, and the lieutenant, the training lieutenant's in there. They're in a, uh, I guess, like a hazmat suit is the best thing I can equate it to. Yeah. So, so it doesn't affect them. Right. But they want you to be able to talk to them, fight through it. I forgot how long they had us in there, but it felt like forever. You got to be in there for so long. And what they do is they ask you questions. You got to answer them. And then once you leave the gas house, you have to um, do 
defensive tactics, like you have to go up and hit a bag and actually defend yourself, and then go into the recovery position to have another person come and escort you to water. So the whole point of it is being able to think on your feet while you can't see or breathe or anything like that to put you in that scenario in case it does happen. I think a lot of people could benefit from that type of mm-hmm. training. Because even like the dude like making your burrito mm-hmm. will get fucking nervous, you know? <laughs> if you're like, oh, actually, like, can you add guacamole? And he's already started to roll it up. That- and he's like, oh, oh, let me, let me get my manager, you know? <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on. But, uh, I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, they can definitely do a lot more training, in my opinion. Um, and, I, and I've said this to other, you know, supervisors. Um, but there's a few things I really do like what they did. And I wish they would have hit us directly with the gas. And I'm probably, like, the only one that feels that way. <laughs> I'm probably the only one that feels that way. Reason being is, like, so they even say, like, 90% of the time, you're going to be secondhand exposed to it. You're not going to be hit with your own gas. Right. You know, it, yeah, can it happen? Of course, but normally you're going to be going into a situation in which there's already gas. It's already been set off. And yeah. You're going in. And you're going in. Like, you know, I've been a part of that. It happens. But you also have a gas mask, don't no, you? No, we don't. Nope. Why do you have to shave? I thought you had to shave that's, because of. That's if there was a situation where we had to put one on. But we so don't have to. They are, they are there. Yeah. But you don't carry it with you or no, shit like that. Exactly. Okay. It's like if we were. Like, they have what's called um, smoke hoods. Um, basically, uh, if there's like a fire or something like that, you put them on. So, you know, same basic scenario. Right. With, and if you had to wear a gas mask, which again, they don't issue us, issue us gas masks, but that's why they now allowed us to wear the beard. They're like, oh, we don't exactly wear these all the time. And they realize that the beard doesn't exactly inhibit the seal of the gas mask. Right. So I think it was probably more of some ancient, like, yeah let's look a certain way and present ourselves a certain and, way. And that's what it is. I mean, hell, like now I'm happy that they, like as soon as I came in, they updated the tattoo policy, which is why I was able to, you know, get more tattoos. You couldn't have it below your uniform sleeve? Yeah, they didn't want it. And like right before I came in, they updated this and now you can do it all the way down. You just can't do it on your neck or your, your hands really. In theory, but you know. Some people have it like, or no? Yeah, Anybody you work do. with? Yeah, like they do, but they had it before they came. And of course, they got to get it pictured and documented. And I mean, hell, I had to go through this. Same you could thing. get hired with it. If you already but had it. Once yeah. you work there, you cannot add it. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Weird, but weird. you know, like, yeah, I know like two or three guys that already have, like, they have, like, I know one girl that has, like, a butterfly on her hand. Oh, that's real cool. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? It's, 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 it's blue and pink. That's awesome. Dude, it's, I would get one. <laughs> But, like, yeah, she's got that. And then, like, one dude actually has, like, a, a whole saying across his hand. Mm, I don't know. Jesus what it, thing? I don't know. Probably. Sure. And it's always, they allow him through. It's always Jesus when it's yeah. shit like that. Yeah. All yeah. right. The most terrifying moment you've had at work compared to the state fair last year. <laughs> Do I have to explain the state fair situation? I mean, I don't think you have to... I mean, is there much detail to really go into? I mean, I which just, well, which one, which one was scarier? Uh, state fair. Okay. Easily the state fair. Yeah. So I guess if you would have said work, I'd have been like, nah, fuck the fair. But yeah. since the fair was scarier. Yeah, the fair was easily scarier because with the fair, um, all right. So one with a like an institution, like I've dealt with stabbings, I've seen stabbings, you know, I've seen people get beat down with a lock and a sock. 
Like, no, yeah, like they take big yeah. old tube socks, yeah. put padlocks in them, beat them with it. Seen that. Um, you know, you have big guys come up and, you know, trying to, you know, intimidate you and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't get to me. The thing that got to me with the state fair was you had thousands of people rushing an exit because they believed people were shooting. And it wasn't just me. Like, if it was just me, that'd be one thing. I'd, before you get into it more, yeah. was someone shooting or not? There's conflicting stories. No one knows. Yeah. Like, okay. No one got shot. No, no one got shot, but everyone, like, people that were there say there were shots fired. Like, I didn't hear any. You didn't even hear any. No, we were you like. You just saw the panic. Yeah, it was like World War Z. Like, you ever see the movie World War Z? Like, yeah. just like the, the hordes running? That's yeah. what it were like, like, legit reminded me so of. So, you don't even know what they were running from. It could have been fucking anything. That hive mind mentality. You we see everyone like, running. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what happened was the only reason why we knew, like, someone was quote unquote shooting is because we heard people say, yo, they shooting. Yo, they shooting. Okay. So, we're like, like, oh, I might, we might want to. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, ex- right. exactly. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. think I'd be like, oh, for real? <laughs> Wait. Word. Well, Yo, was it a nine? Unless I was going to be one of those heroes, right? Yeah, I got my, my concealed gun on me at the fair, and I'm ready to go yeah, however take they the guy down. It in. Yeah, however they snuck it in. Yeah, check everyone. But, um, yeah, that to me was scarier. Because, like I said, it wasn't just me. It was me, one of my coworkers, his seven-month pregnant wife, and my girlfriend. So it was just like, shit, this could yeah. get really fucking ugly really quickly. So... Yeah, that was that was probably worse, easily worse than dealing in a prison. So there were how many people you think are at the fair at a given time? You think it's a it's got hundreds, or you think it's in the? It's, you think it's a I think thousands? it's thousands. You think it's thousands? Well, well not like like I don't know. Maybe, it, I mean, not like twenty thousand. Twenty thousand people at the state fair, <laughs> but I'd imagine two. Yeah, maybe. I would say maybe two. And the reason why I would say it's even that much is because it was the opening weekend. It was the, what was it, a Friday or a Saturday night? Saturday. It was the opening Saturday night, which if I would have known that, I wouldn't have gone anyway. They didn't close it, did they? Shit just went on. No, was, they, they closed it for that night after that happened. That was but, it. But then the next day they did more of an investigation and they opened up with more security presence. You think the fair is probably just like, of course it wasn't gunshots because they don't want it to be gunshots because yeah, then they got to shut their shit down probably. Loss of revenue. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently there was a fair shooting like six years ago or something like that. Here? Yeah. So it was like, is it that far off from you know happening again? Could it happen again? For sure. I wonder if I... And there was a shooting at like the gas station down the road that night. Yeah, so... That night six years ago, or that night you were yeah. there? That we were there. So maybe that's what people heard. It very well could have been. Because that shit can really like bounce. Yeah. What sound bounces? <laughs> it what? can really, you know, bounce. But uh, now, like I said, I don't know what it was. All I know is that we were probably like a couple hundred yards from the exit, and we uh, all of a sudden you saw like just. A wave of people running, and we thought it was like like you you've been to the fair, so you know how I, have, I have been to the fair. Okay, I wasn't sure. I was kind of asking. <laughs> so like you know how they have like the uh, the dudes that dress up as like the velociraptors and the dinosaurs and they walk through the crowd. Were they fucking running for the exit? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they should have ran towards them. Like, oh hell no, I ain't shooting that. But uh, but no, like my thing is like we thought it was like 
those guys scaring people because like you see like oh. people run away like you know they snap at people with their jaws and all that kind of stuff so we're like oh okay that's this nothing and me you know Lara my co-worker his wife we were all just sitting chatting because we were getting ready to leave anyway we were actually going to go back in to get food and then leave out anyway did so you we, get your food no fuck I know what I was, were you going to get fried Oreos oh fuck and, and a fried Milky Way too you can drive through this year and get some no I don't want it I'm good I'm good yeah it's a drive through I heard, yeah. Today. Nope. Yeah, I'm pretty good. funny. I'm probably going to go to the opening Friday night again. Or Saturday night. So there were, there were so many people going through the actual exits yeah. that you were like, fuck it, I'm going to leap this fence. <laughs> so what happened was, so, so we saw... <laughs> I don't think I ever heard Dude. any actual it story. so nonchalant. Like, it was just like, yeah, this one. <laughs> all, I mean, that's basically all that I heard. So, all right, so how it went down was... Um, the first wave of people started running by us. And like I said, we didn't think nothing of it because we thought it was like people being stupid at the fair. You know, we weren't yeah, thinking nothing of right. it. Technically it was. You're right. You're not yeah, wrong. True. So all of a sudden we saw more people running. And so me and my coworkers like, this is getting kind of odd. Like all these people starting to run. Like it wasn't like a wave of people yet. Like you just saw one, like that first initial wave and then a couple more, more. It got more frequent. So all of a sudden... We kind of popped out of the tent that we were hanging out at, you know, where they do like the music and stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah. We kind of popped our head out and we just saw like the whole crowd starting to run towards us. And we're like, oh. So by the time we got like, you know, turned around and get in that direction, everyone was going to the main exit and, you know, the entrance exit. There were so many people there that they weren't going through fast enough. Right. And the way me and my coworker were thinking, if there's some, we, we didn't know if it was like an isolated shooting or if it was a mass shooting. Cause this is like, wasn't there just like a mass shooting, like, like pretty close to that. I think there was like one, not like at the same. This shit's so like common it's so that it's like, yeah. Wasn't the there. Mindset, like you just yeah. Know it was a big crowd of people. You didn't know what it was. Yeah. So we were like, you know, if it's a mass shooting, you know, that's like, we, me and him looked as a, yo, this, that's easy pickings over there. Like we're all. Oh, right. You don't want to be fish in the barrel. Yeah. So we were like, well, fuck it. We'll try to go around because we could have swore there was another exit. Like if you go around where like the back end is with the fences, there was another exit. Well, so we kind of ducked down and there's a whole like, I don't know how many, a bunch of police cars. And we just kind of ducked down. We're going from car to car and, you know, people were going in front of us and we were trying to stay low and, you know, not be hey, look at us, we're running. Right, you know? right, right. So we were going from car to car, and that we also thought, you know, if anyone was shooting, the police cars definitely have a lot more armor than a regular car, you know, trying to put two and two together. So he took point, I took the back, put the girls in between us. And like I said, the main priority, and Laura, I'm sorry. No, I was with you. Yeah, Van Nor, uh, my coworker's wife, who was seven months pregnant, she took priority. Like, we were like, if we find any, she's got to be the first one out. She's because, you know, she's seven months pregnant. Yeah, quite like the plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like seven months pregnant. Jeez. So we were going around the fence. And you know how tall the fences are at you yeah, know, Bryce. They're, they're like eight to ten feet high. Yeah. Something like that. They're, I just know they're, they're really fucking big. So we're going around. And then... We're going around, and as we're going around, an- another wave of people was coming towards us. Same thing, like, yo, they're, they're, they're coming this way, they're shooting this way. So me and my coworker looked at each other and like, yo, we just got to get over this fence. 
And so we found a, uh, a big dually, you know, a truck. And so we got into the back of the truck, kind of looked down, made sure no one was coming. He jumped over first. We picked up his wife, and we got her down. Laura was the next one, but Laura kind of got stuck. As she went down, like, so have you ever noticed that the fence at Williams Bryce kind of like it curves? It comes in a little, doesn't it? So Is that what you mean? Yeah. Her, the only reason I did not hurt myself. Her bra got stuck on the fence and she's just hanging there like, like I wish I could describe, like explain what I'm doing. Her chest is in the air. She's just like flailing, like I can't. It's stuck. It's stuck. Like on her bra strap. You for real hanging by it? Like she yeah, was. Like, she was, I wasn't strong enough to lift myself up <laughs> off of it, so I just so, kind of had to push down so it would rip so, through. Yeah, so I tried to like grab her, and like pick her up on it, you know, just to get her out. Right. And like it was just a weird angle, and then it just snapped, and she went down, and you know my coworker caught her, and then, and here's it, like I guess like, the I guess, I don't know the worst part, like the. Like the creepiest part, these two 14-year-old girls came up on the truck with us. They were crying. They were hysterical. I was like, yeah, we get, I'm, I'm going to help you. And I said, hey, told my coworkers, hey, can you catch us? Like, yeah, I got her. Put her over, got the other girl over. And then everyone saw what we were doing. And they all started like running the truck, like running to the back of the truck where I was. Right. I was like, yeah, I'm not helping all of you. Yeah, you can't do it for everybody. Yeah. So I put my foot on the fence and just leapt over. And when I leapt over, I, I guess, I don't, I don't even remember how I landed I just remember I landed. You landed felt... like a bag of rocks. That is how you landed. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just remember coming down, falling okay. on my butt, and as I stood up, I'm like, ow. It wasn't graceful. No, by <laughs> no means. I'm not a cat. <laughs> um, I just remember standing up and feeling like instant pain in my leg. I was like, ow, that really hurts. Fuck it. We're going to keep going. And people were still like running out. And like it was, it was weird. It's kind of like easy way to describe it. Like you ever see like a school of fish where all of a sudden they see a predator and they start darting like away yeah, from it, and like some spastic formation, but still together. Yeah, that yeah. is the best way I can describe like what happened because like all of a sudden you have like a group of people, and someone would shout something and just they would just all of them together would spaz out and go. Almost like if you were a group of killers. One of you could just go shout directions, yeah. and that would make the people run towards the guy with the gun. Exactly that hive mentality. Like it's it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Really, like if there was like a team of them, absolutely. So yeah, so like that was the the craziest thing, like seeing that. So like we're all trying to like, well, I'm limping back to the car. Yeah, what'd you do? Broke my leg. But did you go to the hospital or no? No, no. You just no. came home. Yeah. How long did it take you to actually I went, go to the doctor? I went to urgent care the next morning. Cause, uh, so what, like I said, that night, and you know I drive a clutch. Yeah. So that was even what worse. What foot was it? My left. Oh, yeah. My clutch so foot. A, especially in all that. I bet there was a bunch of traffic. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so you're constantly holding it, yeah, holding like, it in, I'm too, just like, right? I'm just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, oh, this sucks so bad. So we got home. Uh, I got, like, four ibuprofen, and I took, like, giant glob of whiskey just to kind of like kill the pain because I didn't have no painkillers or nothing like that so I keep them on tap and uh, I was like this will put me to sleep and I told Laura I told her next morning if I wake up and I'm still having problems we'll go to the hospital because she wanted me to go that night right no screw this it's just it's it's gotta be a sprain it's gotta be a sprain right you didn't have a bone poking out yeah exactly so so we get home go to sleep next morning I try to get up and stand on it I went right down she's like yep we're going (laughs) So yeah, so we went to urgent care and uh, did they X-ray me at urgent care? 
this way they did. They x-rayed him at urgent care, didn't see a break or anything. So he's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a level two sprain. Bad, Le- bad. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad, bad sprain. It wasn't a bad, bad, bad sprain, right, right. but it was just a bad, bad sprain. Bad, bad. You're right. You're right. Uh, and so he just said, oh, we're going to put you in a boot. You're going to be out of work for two weeks. It's fine. Don't it was, worry about it. It was months, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I told my, my, uh, my, you know, my job. I was like, hey, this is what happened at the fair. I have a high, I have a high ankle sprain. I felt like I felt like a football player telling someone like, "Oh yeah, I've got a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I can't, right. come, I can't come to work." You know, like, right, right. It's like, really? That that's your problem? Right, like being a bitch about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? This is what's going on. So, two weeks, you know, I got to go back in for my checkup. Um, and Laura was like, "I think you've got a break." She was like, "Possible?" I was like, "Yeah, but they X-rayed it and they didn't see nothing." He's like, "Well, if it was sw- swollen." They may not have been able to see it. Well, come to find out two weeks later, he's like, oh, no, it's, it's fine. It's still just a high ankle sprain. It just, it's going to take a little bit longer to heal. And I told him where it was hurting. And I said, hey, I want to go to a specialist, you know, uh, uh, orthopedic. Can you recommend me? He's like, yeah, I mean, I used to work in an orthopedic for years. I still think it's this. But if you want to, I'll write the paperwork. I'm like, right. good, write the paperwork. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for your story. Just tell me what's going on. <laughs> and then uh, sure enough, I was like a week later, I was able to get in. And I told her like what was going on and where it happened. And she looked at me. She's like, yeah, I'm almost positive you got a break. Just because of where you're telling me where it hurts and how it's hurting. That day I was casted. For a while. Yeah, for like... Split his tibia. Yeah. So the big one or the little one? The big one. The okay. weight bearing. And it was it spidered into two cracks. So it wasn't so I, like a little chip. So it was that hard. So it was hard to see. I no. guess because it wasn't actually like broken, obvious. broken. No, like when we, we saw the it. updated like the MRI and yeah. the updated X ray, I was like, How did he miss that? Did you see the one that he saw? I have it, but we didn't have anything to put it in to see. Yeah. Oh. So we just right. took his word for it. Like, he didn't even basically he showed it to us, did he? He didn't show us the x-ray. And the second time we went in, he didn't even take your boot off. And the only reason yeah. why he sent us to the orthopedic was I said, I looked at him and I said, I want a referral. And he was like, got to do what the lady wants. I was like, yeah, you do. So yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah. He's okay. not even a doctor. Was he a chiropractor? <laughs> Might as well have been. Yeah. So I was out of work for what, like two and a half to three months, something like that. Just From because. October to end of January. Yeah. Actually, I think it was, yeah, end of January. Middle of January, middle of January. So, yeah. But you hated it. I was stir crazy like no I've business. been out of work mid-March, April, May, June, July. I fucking loved it. No, I, uh, no, I was losing my shit. Because I can only do, so, like, it'd be one thing if I was able-bodied. But having a full, True, like, it's cast, different, it's different. Or like a half cat, whatever it was, up to my knee. You weren't like out of work and going to the gym and enjoying no. yourself. No, yeah. I was not. The only good thing is I had enough time built up where I didn't lose a paycheck. So I was, you know, thankful for that. That's, I mean, that was months. Yeah. And you didn't lose any. Nope. Yeah, because awesome. I, I'm a good employee. That's why. You're, you're a model employee. <laughs> yeah. Except I just don't know my, uh, never mind. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I got, I got one more. All right. I got one more question. Go ahead. Are you white or Italian or Sicilian. I'm Sicilian. Do you consider that not white? Or because there's the whole thing, right? Yeah. I'm not white. I'm Italian. Well. Right. Well. Yeah. 
So explain it. So with Sicily. All right. So if we're going by like just standard American classifications, yes, I'm Caucasian. I'm white. However, if you like look at Sicilian's heritage, it's not the mainland of Italy. It's an island, it's right? It's an island just off the bottom clear. of Italy. Okay. Yeah, it's an island off the bottom of Italy. And it is... It is not a country. It's, it's part of Italy. It's part of it. It's was part of, it ever its own no, like, it, country? No, it was actually a penal colony for Italy. They basically took all the undesirables and okay, crazies. Like and Australia. All, exactly. Okay. And they threw everyone in Sicily. And then you actually had some African tribes. Because you got to remember, Sicily's right it's in the Mediterranean. Yeah, it's um, right there. Right. And they had African tribes come up and basically do their thing in Sicily too. So that's why if you ever meet most Sicilians, they're darker skin. Exactly, they have more of an olive complexion because they're more mixed. So, so I can completely buy the Sicilian aspect of it. Yeah. Do you think that it's lame that Italians try to claim that then that they're Italian, not white? I mean. It is, it isn't you've you've told me at some point that there's beef between Italians and Sicilians, right? Oh yeah, because you, it's like the mainlanders and the islanders. You know, it's like because you got to remember. To my knowledge, it's kind of like toned down. I mean, I'm not like saying like I've got my thumb on the pulse and I know what the fuck's know, going on. Know. You know, but but you're the most Italian person I know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, it's just one of those things where like you have the certain parts of Italy where you have the very, you have the fair, uh, fine skin, fair hair, like blonde hair, blue eyes, right. the Northern Italians. As you start coming down more towards the tropic portion of it, you get the darker skin, the more olive complexion. You usually get the brown, uh, brown, excuse me, black or brown hair, chestnut colored eyes, all that kind of stuff. Body hair like oh, coming out of the everywhere. shirt. Yeah. As, as you can tell, <laughs> the hamburger meat just chilling. So it's just one of those things where like you've got, I don't want to say like a division. It's just like, it's like, yeah, I'm part of, you know, North Italy, you know, the North side of it. I'm this, it's like, you know, kind of like California, you got NorCal and SoCal. Right. And they're different. Yeah. They're just completely different. And if you look at white culture in general, mm-hmm. I mean, you got America, which is yeah. a massive country. Yeah. So, I mean, you can separate between a North Californian and a Southern Californian. Exactly. Then you're talking about an entire country. Mm-hmm. But then you also would try to relate to, I mean, Russians are white, right? Yeah. But there's not a lot of cultural similarities between an American and a Russian. No. And not a lot. I mean, some between, if you were going to say like Germany or France or some shit, like mm-hmm. they're all white countries. Yeah. But they also have a pretty distinct culture. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that like, ah, fuck it. Like we're all white, right? Because white's a color, Mm -hmm. but I don't think like to say like white culture, that's like saying black culture Well, because like black American culture is different than African culture. Right. You know, I, I, I see what you're saying with that. You know, you can't, it's like saying all Hispanics are this way, all white cultures are this way all black cultures no matter where you're at is this way right which totally can't be yeah but there is enough cultural distinction Mm -hmm. between 
how shit is in Sicily and how shit is in like mainland Italy. Yeah. That you think culturally that shit's different. I know back in the day for sure it was like now, like I said, I've like I'm, I said, all that shit's getting like, yeah. Diluted now. Yeah. Not in some sort of like racist way, but yeah. like the world in general. Yeah. Like people aren't really, I know for a fact. So when I grew up up North, the big thing was if you were Sicilian and someone called you Italian, you you like you took offense to it because like no, I'm from Sicily. I'm like I'm off the boot was the the term like because like you okay. know Sicily looks like a boot. Right. I'm off the boot. Italy looks like a boot. Yeah. No, no, I look like a boot. <laughs> no, but no, like, uh, yeah. I mean, the the whole country of Italy. Yeah. Looks like a boot. So they were like, no, no, no. I'm off the boot. I'm not from Italy. I'm Sicilian. And one of like the funny thing is like most Sicilians I know have a temper, like like a hair trigger temper. Right. I think that's like one of the features of us. I don't yeah, know why. yeah. Um, but yeah, like if, if if you said, oh yeah, I'm from Naples. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm from wherever. Oh. But if you say you're from Sicily, like it's funny. Like if you tell someone you're Sicilian and another Sicilian hears you, automatically you're like. Boom. All right. Hey, how well, you doing? You're, you're friends right away. It was a tiny spot too, yeah, right? Exactly. It was a tiny island. So yeah. I get that mm -hmm. camaraderie between like, oh mm -hmm. shit, like we both happen to mm -hmm. be from this tiny ass place. You ever been there? No, I, I would love to. Yeah. Love to. And actually the funny part is too, like another reason why I think there's a beef too is because the mafia, the mob, all that, whatever you want to call it, La Cosa Nostra, they all came from Sicily. Right, like all the. That's where it started was well, Sicily. Like Hank, what the fuck ever. Did you say Hank from Goodfellas? Oh no, he's no Hank. You're talking about Hank Hill? No, he's Hank Hill. Not Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, shit, not Hank. Uh, Is it not Hank? Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Okay, so I was. You wrong. said I Hank. said Hank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Henry Hill. No, he was actually uh. Like in the movie, he was uh, like, I, like he couldn't be made. He wasn't Irish. They couldn't trace his roots back to Sicily. Right, that was his whole deal. Yeah. But like yeah. Pesci would be a Sicilian. Exactly. There right. you go. Because he, you could trace his lineage back to the mainland or so the main country, old country. The, the famous Italian gangsters mm -hmm. are from Sicily. Most of them, yeah. To to be general yeah. about it, like they like said, that's where it originated, and it all really started with um, like. Huh, go figure. Tobacco, like cigarettes and all that. That's how they, they were moving stuff around was cigarettes and all that. It all comes like full circle yeah. sometimes. Yep, there you go. <laughs> when you fill out your paperwork, you just say, you just click white. Yeah, because there's no you, point. You don't make a fucking thing about it where you're like, other Sicilian. It doesn't say Italian American. <laughs> it doesn't say Sicilian American. No, I, man, I, I don't care. Just, yeah, I'm white. Fuck it. There must have been some point in time where you said something about it. To me, and you probably were just like fucking around. Yeah. But, and it, I mean, honestly, it may not have been you. It may have been some other, and like, Italian dude, because y'all look the same. <laughs> it, honestly, you know what it probably was? Probably someone said something like, oh, you're Italian. And I probably said, no, I'm Sicilian. That's, I think that's what it and, was. Which I, I do pretty regularly. It's like, no, I'm Sicilian. You don't care to distinguish white from Sicilian. But you do care to distinguish Italian <laughs> from Sicilian. Well, it's more of like a like me being a dick about it, though. That that's the main thing. Like, right, I, right. I, I mean, that's you, fine. You call me Italian. I'm not like if you're being a dick about it. Like, no, I'm Sicilian. Get it right, asshole. Like, if you want to, if be an it's asshole. an attack. Yeah, like if they're like, oh yeah, figures fucking uh, Italian over here likes marinara sauce or some shit like that. I was like, no, asshole. I'm Sicilian. Okay, hold on. 
Does that shit happen to you? Yeah, you ha- get it from time to time. Like, like if I like so- in and not in a fucking with you way, not a but like in an actual like racist like. Oh, dude, you're Italian, like spaghetti and shit. Like you've had that happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, like not. It doesn't happen like regularly. It's not like I walk down the street. He's like, oh yeah, I bet he fucking likes you know <laughs> pasta. But, oh, you want some penne for that shit? You piece of shit. How about some garlic bread? Go fuck yourself. Like it's not like that. But I wish it was. I, I, I would. I would actually laugh. <laughs> I would, I would love to be somewhere with oh, you. Oh, what? Our ice cream ain't good enough for you? You want some fucking gelato? What the fuck's wrong with you? You know, that would be pretty funny. But, like, no, like, like you get people, like, when you say you're Italian or something like that, and or Sicilian for that matter, they're like, oh, do you know how to make sauce? Do you make oh, your own sauce? Do you do this? Do you make your own pasta? So, like, the accidental racism where people yeah. don't, they don't mean any harm by it. But it is kind of like, really? Yeah, it's like, it's like... I bet you love cannolis, which I do, by the way. I do, by the way. But I do too, and I don't have yeah. any connection to that shit. But no, I mean, like, it's it's all that kind of stuff. Like, I guess the stereotype stuff, which that's the main thing. Like, there's truth to stereotypes in some aspects. Like, like I don't know how to make my own goddamn pasta. Well, <laughs> the the truth and the stereotype is just the fact that like your culture has a definition to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes those broad stereotypes. It's not yeah. a stereotype. It's like, yeah, man, like we cook a lot of pasta. Like that's part of our culture. Like that's not even like it's not like I'm breaking into houses. That's yeah, not, not part like of our culture. Yeah, like maybe the the mafia banging. shit could be like. Well, that's another thing too. Like, uh, so when inmates figure out that I'm. One from up north, two of Italian Sicilian heritage. They, you know, you can kind of figure it out just by the way I talk and say certain things. Yeah, you can kind of tell. Yeah, they figure it out, and they'll say, "Oh man, your ancestors be so fucking disappointed in you." You know, well, being like, you know, getting a badge and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. So, you man. sold. You sold out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh man, you better watch. You'll be sleeping with the fishes. You go back up north. <laughs> yeah, you get that all the time. All that stupid shit. So, is that racist? I mean, I don't care if it is or it isn't. Right. But is it? I, I, I guess. I mean, I guess probably in the... It, obviously, the, it doesn't offend you. No. But... There's not too much that does, though. So, I mean, like, I might be a bad person to ask. Now, like, something well, that does offend me... Something that does offend me is, like, the Jersey Shore, that TV show. <laughs> yeah, that set you guys back like, like quite a ways. Oh, my God. So, where are those dudes? Are they even Italian? Oh, I'm sure they are. But okay. at the same time, it's like... So growing up in Jersey, I know exactly where they, like their, I guess their house was, that house was in Seaside. You're talking about the house on the show? Yeah. Like okay. with, the, with the garage had the Italian flag on it and all that kind of stuff. Dude, you're already out of my knowledge zone. Oh, uh, well, the only reason why I know about it is because for one, I knew where the house was. Like you recognize it. Yeah. It was a like I know it. Okay. Um, like, so... Everyone from Jersey that knew about that show and watched that show, you would it's kind of like Jerry Springer in the South. You watch it just to see what kind of crazy shit they're going to come up with. Right. You know, but it's kind of like, oh, this is in my backyard type deal. You know what I'm saying? And the funny part is like most Jersey people, most people from Jersey will tell you, it's like, yo, they're not from Jersey. And they're like, well, what do you mean? It's like, those are New York rejects. We don't even want them. They couldn't cut it in the city, so they come down to Jersey thinking they run stuff. Well, 
Oh, see, that explains it. They're mainly from Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Garbage people. They live on an island of garbage. <laughs> Staten Island. What's well, the good island is Manhattan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, just like all of the main, like of New York. Is yeah. Manhattan, right? Yeah. What's Staten Island's claim to fame? Where's Billy Joel from? I don't fucking know. How do you not know that? What, what do I get? Really? <laughs> what am I supposed to be like an encyclopedia about the North? Yeah. I'm not from New York. I'm from Jersey. It's the same thing. Oh my God. No. New Jersey's the armpit, okay? Thank you. You got anything else you want to say? Uh, No.